it's incredible what you can do when you're motivated to bring about change. A little over two years ago, a fatal crash on Highbury Ave just south of London changed the lives of many, and some good may come from a tragic situation. Cindy Devine, a 35-year-old mother of four, died in October of 2020 after her car was struck by a head-on impaired driver. The driver was sentenced to five and a half years in prison earlier this year. Following the crash, a push has been made to make it mandatory that all vehicles come equipped with a fire extinguisher as it was believed an extinguisher may have saved her life. Later this morning, a private member's bill called Cindy's Law that would make it mandatory will receive first reading at Queen's Park. Tony Bendel is a friend of Sydney Devine's, a St. Thomas native, and he is directly involved with the effort to make the law a reality. He joins us now. Thanks for your time today. Well, thanks for having me on, Devin. I appreciate it. What will it mean to hear uh, Cindy's Law receive uh, first reading at Queen's Park today? Ha. You know, I've been thinking about that over the last uh, couple of days since I got the phone call, and I'm just, I'm still not, you know, letting it sink in, I guess. I don't know. It just, it's kind of surreal. It's been a, a lot of work over, you know, a little over two years since this happened. Uh, community support, businesses, uh, the fire departments, across Ontario just you know it's been amazing and none of this would have happened unless it was you know the involvement with all of them now to hear it's finally reached Queen's Park uh, yeah you know what I'm I'm really thrilled I don't know if people appreciate how much work it takes for this to have uh, happen you know I remember uh, clearly a number of years ago the push to have uh, CO detectors mandatory in houses, and it took many, many years uh, for that to happen. Hopefully that's not the case here. I mean, two years is longer than anyone would want, but by government standards, it's pretty fast. Yeah, I was told originally we were probably looking at five years. Uh, I've already been in talks with the Minister of Transportation, who's uh, Caroline Mulroney. Her office um, explained everything, what was going on, what the plan was, what Cindy's Law was all about their reaction was, look, at if we can be the leader uh, as a Ontario, if they could be the leader of Canada, this is something they really wanted to do. They they told me they supported it. They think it was a great initiative to, to bring to Parliament. But then COVID hit, and then after COVID, of course, you know how that shut things down, and then we had the elections coming up. So, um you know, for or against the PCs, uh, when it came to this, I was praying that the PCs didn't, you know, get, get booted out and another party come in because I would lose everything and I would have to start all over. So I just wanted, you know what, it's been a lot of work, tremendous amount of work, but, uh, Hey, you know what? One person can make a difference. I keep telling people that and a lot of people say, Oh, I'm only one person who cares, you know, but you can, you just got to believe in what you're doing and you got to keep keep fighting forwards. Yeah, well, I mean, all the credit in the world uh, to you and uh, to Cindy's, you know, family and friends and everyone who's been pushing this. I know there's the the campaign extinguishers for Cindy as well. That got a lot of response. I mean, there's a real uh, there's a real groundswell for this and it's for an obvious, like every time everyone I tell about this says, "Yeah, it makes sense." And hopefully that, you know, uh, is is something that we hear at uh, at Queens Park as well. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. One of the biggest, uh, not complaints, but 
I guess a, a negative statement is, well, what good does it do me? I have a fire extinguisher in my car. I get hit head on and uh, I'm in the ditch. I can't get out, you know, whatever. And I tell people, I said, the extinguisher in your car basically is not for you. That is for you come across a scene like what happened that day on Highbury Ave. Um, you know, the, everybody that was at the scene that day said if they had a fire extinguisher, they know they could have saved her because when the car caught fire and they were all pushed back, they could already hear the sirens coming. It was just within, you know, we, we're, we're only talking within a minute from the time that, you know, the, the bad stuff happened to the fire department showing up. So the extinguisher in your car, you come across the scene, you know, there's 20 cars stopped up on the highway. Now you have 20 fire extinguishers down there. Um, you know, people say, well, I don't know how to use one. Well, for one, they're very simple to use. We have training videos on the extinguisher for Cindy page on Facebook that was done with the fire department. And, uh, there's going to be somebody there. You know, it only takes one or two people at the scene. If you've got 20 fire extinguishers for them, Hey, you know, it could be your loved one. That's, uh, the one that's saved next time. Absolutely. How is everyone doing two years later? Uh, okay. So Cindy's husband, Richard's not, he's not doing too bad. I mean, there's times, uh, sirens still get him going. Um, driving has been a, a bit of a challenge for him. Uh, but he, he's definitely getting better. Uh, Bob now, uh, Bob Reed from Bob Noxious. He's struggling. Absolutely. Cause he was the one that was there with Cindy holding her, uh, talking to her that day and, uh, witnessed, you know, what he did. So he's, he's not the same guy. He's not the, you know, you see the big smile on his face and he's even said writing songs is very difficult for him now. It's, uh, you know, it's tough. There's other people that were there. I do know of a young guy that, uh, had attempted suicide since thank God he, you know, wasn't successful at it, but, uh, what he witnessed and heard that day, it just, and like Bob said, he just, he cannot stop replaying it in his mind. It just won't stop. So, uh, everybody else for me, I knew Cindy for a long time and it, it always breaks my heart when I think of how she went, um, you know, accidents. Well, this isn't an accident. I never called impaired driving an accident. That's the other part we're trying to stress in the government, even though it's about extinguishers in cars and try to get a new law so that everybody, every vehicle on that road will have a fire extinguisher. It's the impaired driving. We got to do something about this because it's getting way beyond ridiculous now. Absolutely. I, I would imagine for you, uh, this maybe has helped with the morning process to be doing something that can maybe, you know, bring a change to, you know, someone else. Hopefully there's no one else in the future, but uh, hopefully if there's ever that situation and this law is in place, you know, October 2nd might have been different 2020 and maybe it could be different in the future as well. Absolutely. I mean, when it all happened from my media uh, experience in the past and in radio and television, um, I, I thought after when all this happened, I, I remember the night exactly. I, I was sitting at home with my, uh, with my better half and uh, we went out for a drive and we drove out Highbury actually that night and saw the, the road closure sign and everything. And that was, and I knew the accident was around five thirty that, that night, this was about midnight. We were down there and the road was still closed. And I said to her, wow, this obviously somebody was killed here because you know, this is all still closed. So we went around Belmont and everything. And then the next morning I saw Richard's post on Facebook. 
um, saying, you know, how is he was just shattered. And then it, you know, that's how I found out. So I, I just thought how, what could I do with my past to try and make a difference? That's all it was. I just, you know, I wanted to do something to honor her, um, because she didn't deserve to go that way. There's, there's just, nobody does. I, I don't care who you are, um, to be pinned fully awake in a car and have that happen. No, it's, it's un, you can't even fathom what she, what she went through. No. So I, uh, I just used my media uh, background. I, I have a file with a whole bunch of contacts and I wrote a general letter and I blasted that out. And within a couple of hours, the calls started coming and emails started coming back. And uh, I got on the, excuse me, the Roy Green show there out of Toronto on the Chorus Network. And uh, that went across the country and, and that's how it all started. It was, uh, you know, actually, I I could not have gotten as far as we did this fast too without the media. The, you know, you guys have been such great supporters, backing it um, and helping me get the word out and keeping it out there. That's the, you know, that's the biggest thing. You, you got to keep it in the public's eye. Once once you kind of let the story go, it's it's very hard to bring it back. We're, you're not at the finish line yet, but uh, closer than ever before, and we'll follow very closely. Tony, I really appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Devin. I, I really do appreciate it and everything you guys are doing. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, the fight still goes, and uh, here we go. Thanks, Tony. Take care now. That's Tony Bendel, one of the leading voices making Cindy's Law a reality.